Welcome to Starting the Conversation. You're listening to episode number 224. I'm your host, Alice Benham, and I'd suggest you get yourself comfy, maybe grab a snack or a drink, because today we're going to be sitting down and just having a bit of a chat about what it's really like to run a service-based business. Now, when I started this podcast almost five years ago, I cannot believe we're about to reach our fifth birthday. That's crazy. But when I started this podcast, I had one very clear intention. Now that is an intention that has not only stuck around over the last five years, but if anything got even stronger. And that intention is this, to create a platform where we talk about business in an honest and open way. Now to give you some context as to why that was my intention with this podcast, I stepped into business about seven or eight years ago. If you're not familiar with my story, I would more say that I fell into business actually. Um, I left school age 16 a little bit earlier than most because I was just ready to get stuck into things. And I was a very accidental entrepreneur. I didn't set out to run my own business. It just kind of happened. And whilst I love it now, and it's no longer accidental, it's very intentional, um, I found myself just kind of like thrown in the deep end. Any of you who have started or who run a business will totally know what I mean here of just like the challenges, especially in the early days, they come thick and fast. I felt like I had so many things that I was trying to figure out or struggling with or failing at. You know, how to get the business off the ground and make money, how to manage my money and pay taxes, how to deal with burnout and feeling overwhelmed, not having boundaries, how to cope with my mental health and how the business was impacting my personal life. I just felt so overwhelmed and actually more than overwhelmed, I felt really isolated. And in hindsight, I realized that one of the reasons I felt so isolated was because I wasn't having or hearing any conversations around what it was really like to run a business. You've got to remember this was like seven or eight years ago. The online space was just not as developed and as authentic as it is now. I remember I would go online or I'd um, speak with people and I just felt like all I was ever seeing was a highlights reel. And whilst great, you know, I want to see your wins. It's motivating. It's inspiring. It shows me what's possible. I was just led then to believe because that was all I was seeing that I was the only person facing these challenges. I think one of the biggest and worst assumptions we can make in business is that we're the only person struggling with something. Because when we believe that we're the only one, I think it's easy for us to start seeing it as almost a red flag and go like, oh, well, I'm I'm struggling as a business owner, therefore I'm a bad business owner. Therefore I should give up. Like we don't normalize experiencing those challenges. So when I started this podcast five years ago, that was all I really wanted to do. I just wanted to create a space where we could talk honestly about the highs, about the wins, about the good stuff. Honestly, about practical stuff, like how you actually build a business and, you know, not gatekeeping any of that information. And I think most importantly, also honest about the challenges, about the things that are difficult, the failures, the, you know, the reality of what running a business really looks like for us as the business owners. And that's something that now to me is not just important within this podcast, but in in all of the work that I do and everything that I'm about, because I've just seen time and time again, and I've experienced it firsthand, how impactful it is when we share honestly. I truly believe that the more as business owners, we can have these conversations around what it's really like to run a business. Not only does that then help to normalize the challenges, and we all kind of breathe that collective sigh of relief and go, (gasps) 
okay, I'm not the only one. Maybe I can be a bit less hard on myself. Maybe I can stop expecting the challenges will go away. Maybe I just realize, okay, this is okay that I'm feeling like this or experiencing this. I think that's the first thing, it normalizes it. And the second thing I think that happens when we talk about the challenges is that we can learn. You know, when we share challenges with other people, when people talk about what they've been through, there's usually something we can learn from their experience because if business is one thing, it's one big learning curve, right? And I think the more conversations we have about the challenges, the more space it gives us to learn from other people's experiences and to figure out, right, well, what could I do differently to help myself moving forwards? I was reminded of this even just last night. I went for a drink with a new business friend. I know, I made a friend. Very proud of myself. It was actually one of the brilliant business owners who came to my Christmas party. We had a really interesting conversation on the night and said, you know, we have to follow this up. Let's let's connect. I know that always sounds so icky and networky, doesn't it? But we came together yesterday evening for a drink. And in fact, it wasn't just a drink. It ended up being three drinks and four hours of pretty much non-stop conversation. It was the most refreshing evening because I've just spent this time with someone else who is like-minded, also around their own business. And we just shared really honestly, you know, our goals, our aspirations, what we're achieving, but also what we're struggling with. We bonded over, you know, the same kind of worries around what our clients think of us. We bonded over how it feels to price yourself when you're a service-based business owner. We talked about our shared challenges of showing up online and visibility. And it wasn't that I was celebrating the fact that someone else was struggling too. It's the fact that I think when we share our struggles, instantly just the weight lifts a little bit and we normalize experiencing those things. And it was actually yesterday evening that prompted me to to make this, this week's podcast episode. Usually with these solo episodes, I like to keep it quite actionable. You know, here's what a business strategy is. Here's how to set goals. Here's how to save time in your business. But I just thought, let's give it a go. If you just listening in or maybe a little bit of my kind of thought process and and me sharing some of these things that I've experienced and noticed as a service-based business owner. What I'm going to share is three or four, we'll see if I share the fourth depending on how long this episode ends up being, three or four of the things that I find most challenging about running a service-based business. I guess you could say these are the things that I wish someone had warned me about and with each of them I'll try my best to share some kind of practical tips, maybe some things that if you're resonating with what I'm sharing, if you're going yep I definitely struggle with that too, maybe just some ideas of of what we might be able to try moving forwards. I really hope this episode doesn't end up just sounding like you're listening into my like one-sided therapy, but no promises because I don't know if anyone finds this, like once you get me chatting about like the tough stuff in business, you have opened the floodgates well and truly. Actually, final disclaimer, I'd say, I know I'm saying here like service-based business owner, I feel like all of these probably apply to any kind of version of working for yourself and running a business. But the reason that I've made it a bit more specific is because as someone who runs both types of businesses, I've got my service-based business, which I've had for the last seven, eight years, my product-based business on paper that I've had for the last year and a bit, I do find they're quite different experiences. They've each got their quirks. They've each got their things that are a little bit challenging. So whilst I'm sure product-based business owners will be able to relate to all of the things I'm sharing today, let me know if you would like a product-based business specific version of this list because let me tell you, I have learned a lot about the challenges of running a product-based business over the last year and a half. But anyway, disclaimers and intros and over. Let's get into today's episode. I feel like I'm starting with a biggie that I'm sure we can all relate to. The first thing I find challenging about running a service-based business is it all feels very 
personal. Oh, this is such a big one, isn't it? And I don't feel like this is ever going to go away, at least for me. I remember this being something that showed up in the very early days of my business. And it's kind of like reared its head at various points since and caused different challenges. But let's just admit it, right? When you run a service-based business, unless you've got a kind of brand business name and maybe there's like employees and other people doing the work, a lot of the time what you are selling is yourself. And obviously not actually selling yourself, but you're selling a bit of your brain. You know, a skill you've got, expertise that you have, work that you can do. It's very difficult, I think, particularly when you run a service-based business and you're selling your own skill set and expertise for there to be any separation between your business and you personally. I remember in the early days of my business, one of the biggest ways that this showed up is I just didn't really feel like I knew who I was outside of business. It was actually the big reason I first took a month off. If you know the way I do business, I take a, a month off every single summer. And I first did that in 2020 because I realized that I just didn't really know who I was. It's like, if I'm not working, if I'm not running my business, like, what do I like to do? What are my hobbies? Pleased to say I've kind of figured all that stuff out now. And I do actually very much enjoy doing things that aren't work. But in the early days, I felt so attached to my business. I kind of, I, I didn't see that that who I was in work and who I was personally was were two different things. If you think about a Venn diagram, if like one circle is Alice and one circle is Alice Benham Limited, it was one circle. The two completely overlap. I think that's one of the biggest reasons why as well in the early days, I burnt out massively in my business because I felt like my business success was directly tied to my worth as a human being. So the thought of not working or of stepping back or being less productive, maybe limiting the amount of things like that just felt so anti. That's something I definitely still struggle with to this day. In more recent years, things like pitching myself and putting myself out there, that's been challenging because I kind of feel like the rejection is is personal. In a way, and I find this with my product business, like I'm not that scared of rejection. You're not rejecting me, you're rejecting on paper, you're rejecting these products, which like, mm, it's me and it's my brain, but it doesn't feel that personal. Whereas if I pitch myself to speak at something or to get involved with whatever, you know, the thing might be, the rejection or the possibility of the rejection, I should say, it feels more scary because it feels more personal. I've also noticed it with anything around money, putting prices up, asking for money. Gosh, that feels horrible because it feels like I'm saying this is what I am worth. Not necessarily, you know, this is what my skill set and my impact and the work we'll do together is worth. I find it come up a lot as well when I'm thinking about my productivity. I have a real connection in my head, whether I like it or not. It doesn't feel like I'm choosing to think this way, but it's definitely a present thought for me. How much my business succeeds very much defines then how I feel about myself as a human being. If the business or if either businesses are going through challenging times, I feel like that's a really direct reflection on me. And whilst to an extent, like that connection does make sense, you know, the point to which I'm connecting the two is just not healthy. I notice this shows up as well when I'm thinking about kind of what people think of me. Because my business feels so very personal, if I've got an inkling that someone maybe doesn't like my work, whether that's that they don't like my content, they don't like my courses or programs, whatever, you know, whatever it might be, I will really overthink that. I'm really scared of people disliking my business because my brain goes, well, your business is you. So if they dislike your business, they dislike you. And you know, it's a societal desire is to be liked and 
often accepted, right? That's why for me, a couple of years ago, when I first got trolled, it really affected me because I couldn't separate the two. I couldn't see it that the person they were attacking and trolling wasn't fully me because it, it felt to me like, well, who I am and who the business is, they're the exact same thing. And I know I'm not gonna be the only one that experiences this challenge because this is something that is always coming up in conversations with clients or even just conversations with other business owners or business friends. To an extent, I think there's a good thing in this, right? We care. If we were completely detached, I actually think that's a little bit concerning. It's good to care. It's good to care what people think. It's good to care about, you know, how our businesses grow and the results that we get. But I think it's trying to create a bit more separation, isn't it? Trying to have those kind of separate identities, those separate ways of measuring success finding where you can ways to kind of identify who you are in a work context versus who you are personally. I know for all of us, this will show up in a different way, but this definitely for me is one of the most present and, you know, long-standing challenges of running a service-based business is that everything's very personal and yeah, it just feels like there's a very close connection between me as a human and me as a a business and I would say sometimes I don't even know where the line sits between those two but if I'm going to talk a little bit about what maybe helps with this honestly the thing that comes to mind is therapy like my therapist god bless her she probably rolls her eyes you know secretly she's not actually allowed to roll her eyes because that wouldn't be a very good therapist for her would it but I'm pretty sure most sessions she probably thinks in her head like here we go again the same topic has come back up how closely you you know attach your identity to your business success how you've got no separation between who you are as a person and who you are as a business owner like when I tell you it has been the sole focus of my therapy for the last like three months like I'm not lying like I don't really talk about anything else in therapy other than this but therapy for me does really help it's a space to unpick and explore like what might it look like to just make a bit of progress because I don't know if it's possible at least for me personally to ever fully feel that separation between who I am as a person and, and my business because at the end of the day, my business is me. You you can't avoid that. Probably never going to feel the level of separation. For example, like my friends do who work in a corporate setting. I think it's always just trying to look for how can I be more aware of how this is affecting me and maybe how can I just take a couple of steps. Even like something I talked about in therapy the other day was like, maybe you just try and do like one thing midweek at the end of a workday that's non-work related. And then not everything in your midweek, Monday to Friday has to be about work. I'd be interested to hear any tips that you guys have. But yeah, I definitely find therapy and also just speaking to others it really helps chatting to other business owners and and understanding about how do you kind of create that separation or when you're feeling really affected by how closely connected you are to your business maybe your business is struggling and then you feel really bad because you think that means you're a bad human being or maybe you've been trolled or you've had some negative feedback and you've taken that really personally like talking that out with someone else a friend a family member whoever I think could be really valuable because it's just someone to offer that other perspective I had it a few months ago. I received an email that really upset me. And whilst I had, you know, grounds to be a little bit upset by it, the level to which it bothered me was just not healthy. And it was so helpful to talk that situation through with some other people because those other people could really help me to see, okay, like it's normal to be a bit upset by some negative feedback or by, you know, what's been said. Maybe you're taking it like a little bit too personally. Like, you know, what can we kind of, what, what middle ground can we find here? It's maybe the right way to put it. That for me is one of the, the most pressing and I definitely say for right now within my business, one of the biggest things that I notice that's difficult about running a service-based business. It feels very personal. Like I said, I'm sure many of you are going to relate to that. 
that. So the second thing I find challenging about running a service-based business, and this is one that is definitely a positive, but it can, I find, sharp in a negative way, which is that there's so many options for what you can do within your business and kind of how your business can look. If you think about a product-based business, yeah, there's different like things that you can do within creating products, but like it's a fairly set business model, right? It's like, okay, we either make a product, you either sell it as a subscription or you sell it like one off, cool, product-based business kind of done. Whereas when you come over to service, it's like, okay, well, we've got one-to-one. We've got so many different ways of doing one-to-one, like one-off power hours or strategy sessions, like ongoing packages of work. Then we've got courses, then group programs, then masterminds, then events, then digital products and digital downloads. Then we've got consultancy. Then we've got like doing the work for your client, you know, kind of like done for you services. Like I could go on. I just feel like there are so many options in how you set up your service-based business. And I guess so what I'm saying here is so many options as to what your business model is. Like again, think of a product-based company. I didn't really think about that at all with on paper. It was like, okay, what's the business model? What's products? Yeah, you have to figure out what are the products going to be, but that's kind of secondary. And I feel like that's like still something you have to do in service as well. Whereas with service, it's like there's so many ways that you can run your business, so many ways that your business can actually exist. And whilst absolutely that is an amazing thing, like love it, so great, look at all the choice, we can kind of pick which ones work best for us. I think that amount of choice can also lead to either overwhelm or overcomplicated businesses. So the overwhelm I think can come when either we feel like we need to have everything and we start just doing stuff for the sake of it, or either we feel like we could do five different things we don't know which one to start with. It feels like we've got more ideas than we have the capacity to execute them. And I think even if we do then start to execute them, as I said, almost because we can do so many different things, doesn't mean we should do so many different things. And in doing that, we end up having these maybe slightly overcomplicated or just like unruly businesses because we've got so many different things going on. I think in a way, because as a service-based business, you can bring things to life so quickly and so easily. I could make a sales page in the next half an hour and launch a new thing by tomorrow. Like it kind of, yes, that's a great thing. Like, wow, look at that flexibility and look at how like agile your business can be. Actually, that does present its challenges because it can mean that then you're maybe like over innovating and you're not planning or thinking as carefully about things. This is where I make the comparison between product and service. Like if I want to bring a product to life with on paper, that is three months of, of forward planning and a lot of investment of time, money, and energy. Service-based businesses, they're just a lot more agile. There's a lot more options. Yeah, that's great. But I wonder how many of you resonate with actually sometimes that can lead to a little bit of overwhelm or perhaps overcomplication. I also feel like what this can lead to as well is comparing yourself to others. Because there's no like one right way to run a service-based business, everyone's kind of doing their own thing. And I feel like it's so easy to get like business model envy. You know, maybe it's that you're primarily doing like done for you services where it's quite like heavy on the implementation. You're doing a lot for clients. Maybe you look at people who work in like education or consultancy or they sell online courses and you're like, oh, that like 
like so much better, I should be doing that. Maybe it's the other way around. I think it's so easy because there's almost so many options available to us to feel like what we're doing isn't right or, you know, the grass is greener, I should be doing something else. I definitely find this a lot. You know, in the kind of space that I'm in of, of helping people with their business and marketing strategy, I'm in the minority in that most of my work is still one-to-one. Typically, once someone gets fully booked with one-to-one, they start to diversify and they host tons of programs and courses and, you know, make 100K per launch and blah, blah, blah. I have no judgment for that business model. Do that business model in some ways, in very kind of small, minor ways, but I've just learned that's not the business model for me. And although I've got that clarity now that that's not for me, it doesn't mean that I don't still experience a little bit of maybe it's jealousy, maybe it's comparison, maybe it's it's worrying that I'm missing a trick or something. I don't know, but I definitely experienced this ongoing in my business of feeling like, gosh, am I doing the right things? Like because there's so many options, like ooh, am I choosing the right ones? Should I be doing what that person over there is doing? But then is my business gonna be not a right fit for me? It's the biggest privilege that when we run a business, particularly a service-based one, we have so much freedom, we have so much flexibility. But I do think sometimes that freedom and flexibility can show up in a negative way. I'm really interested, particularly with this point, how many of you resonate with this and what this looks like for you. Because it actually wasn't until I sat down to plan this episode that I realized this was something that I experienced. I was like, oh gosh, that does show up in a challenge way like yeah sometimes I kind of love my product based business because like it's so formulaic it's like yeah you can kind of do one thing at once there's only so much innovation you can do when it comes to product like it's kind of simple I like it don't get me wrong I'm impatient I don't like that things take more time definitely don't like that things cost a lot more money but yeah I sometimes wish like in a service-based business often somebody feels like you've got too many options and it's like ah there's too much space here for me but like I said It's a great thing in many ways, but that for me is one of the things I find challenging about running a service-based business. And for me, what really helps with this and what I would advise if you find yourself kind of, you know, getting paralyzed by all of the decisions or kind of having more ideas and then creating a kind of complicated or overwhelming business is to really tune in to your values, your vision and your purpose. I call those things your inner compass, your vision, your values, your purpose, all of those things, they should create this kind of central compass in your business, in the way that you lead your business. Should be this almost North Star, so that when you're thinking of all of the options, or when you're making decisions, or where you're looking at someone else's business model and thinking, do I want that, should I do that? You bring it back to your inner compass and you go, okay, let me remind myself, what are my values? What's my purpose? What's my vision? Does the business model that I am creating and and making decisions towards, does that align? It's the biggest thing that helps me when I'm feeling that kind of comparison with what other people are doing, or I feel the pressure to change my business because of what someone else has said or what other people are up to. I always just bring it back to that central point and go, okay, they're doing their thing. What is my vision? What are my values? What is my purpose? Okay, I'm going to make a decision that aligns with that. So if you resonate with that challenge of like, there's so many options, there's always so much I can do see how it helps you to kind of really bring yourself back to center and remind yourself of those things. So that's the second thing that I struggle with, all of the options. The third thing that I struggle with as a service-based business owner is that you are the biggest asset in your business. Now, this definitely applies to kind of 
any kind of business because typically as the founder, as the CEO, as the business owner, like the buck stops with you. It like everything is pretty dependent on you, right? But the reason that I say this particularly for a service-based business is because typically you are the only person that can like actually keep the business running and deliver what it is that your business does. Again, quick comparison here between product and service. I could, could I? Yeah, I could. I could, it's just like figuring that out as I was saying it. I could stop doing any work on on paper and it could continue to run. That's because the marketing doesn't need me in it. The products can be ordered well, they are, they're ordered through a system that I don't even get involved in. I don't pack the products. I don't make the products. Appreciate that's like business specific. Like I know many people that make their own products. So actually it is very um, dependent on them. But particularly when I then compare that to my service-based business, I'm like, gosh, this is so much more dependent on me. Like my time, my energy, my face, me doing things. It's a lot less I'm not saying it's impossible, but I think it's a lot harder with a service-based business to kind of build a model that you can really step away from and scale without you being involved. Because you are your biggest asset to your service-based business, I think you've got to be incredibly intentional about your time and your energy. Ultimately, the biggest factor in whether your business will continue to grow is whether your most precious resource, which is your time, and kind of what you can bring to your business is managed well. I wouldn't say this is something I experienced hugely challenging in the early days of the business, because at that point I kind of had a lot of time. Um, If anything, that was the problem. But I definitely say now, as I look to kind of sustain the business or scale it or pivot it in any way, my time, my energy, me as a resource, that is one of the biggest challenges I come up against because it's not something I've got a huge amount of. It's a finite resource, especially as I try and have a little bit more of a personal life and have some better boundaries. It's not something I'm willing just to kind of give over to the business in its entirety. So for me, this is a challenge I've got to keep very aware of. Okay, because the business is so reliant on me, how am I going to make sure that I am not holding the business back? That my lack of time management or boundaries or my procrastination isn't holding the business back? Or that my lack of ability to kind of create a business model that actually means I've got the time that I need to work on the business, how do I make sure that isn't, you know, the case? I think this also relates to how you look after yourself outside of business, you know, physically and and mentally. How are you looking after your body? How are you looking after your brain? How are you looking after yourself in terms of your mental health as well as your physical health? You know, if you are not in a good place, you are not going to be able to show up in the best way for your business and your business isn't going to be able to thrive. So I think this is a challenge for us not just to consider within our businesses, but in our wider lives. How do we make ourselves the best resource for our businesses? How do we make sure that when we show up for our businesses, we are doing that from the best headspace, that we're rested, that we've got energy, that we are supported and looked after? And also, how do we do that in a way where actually we're going to have the time? I'd say what this also relates to, this challenge of kind of being the biggest asset in your business, is that who you are is your business's biggest asset. You know, being good at what you do and your personality and your ability to to sell and to connect with people and to build relationships. That is one of the most important things when you run a service-based business. You could be the best graphic designer in the world, but if you don't have the kind of personality and the people skills 
or at least if you can't fake those things, to, you know, show up in a way that's going to be attractive to ideal clients, to manage those relationships, to onboard new people, to have those sales conversations. Ultimately, you're going to really struggle. Not saying it's impossible, not saying that every service-based business owner has to be like, you know, on point personality to succeed, but I think it's a little bit harder to hide the better you are as a human being i think the better your business is going to be because ultimately what people are connecting with when you are a service-based business is you as a human being this is something i always think about i don't really have an answer for it i think what helps with this is it's really just a lot of personal development right and self-awareness i do think in business the more self-aware that you can be and the more that you can develop yourself as a person the better your business is going to be as well I mean, I could go on a whole tangent here. I feel like this challenge also shows up in a way where if you're not feeling good, like mentally or or physically, it's really hard to show up for your business as well. I think back to me a year ago around this time, I had some health stuff going on and I just found it so hard to show up for my business. I will not deny it. My business was damaged as a result of me not being in a good place in terms of my health. I've had seasons before where mentally I've gone through a challenging time and my business has really been affected by that. Yeah, I think there's things that we can do that help to kind of minimize that impact. You know, the classic, like, how do we have like a passive business that doesn't rely on us to grow? But ultimately a service-based business most of the time is somewhat monetizing you as a person. And so if you as a person aren't at hundred percent, okay, well, what does it look like for your business to keep going? Is it just a case if we've got to manage our expectations a bit better and perhaps not expect our businesses are going to thrive unless we're thriving? Or are there things that we can do and learn and keep on top of to kind of help us show up in the best way. This is probably the one out of the three that I kind of have the least tips around because I think it's a very personal thing, first of all. I think it is a lot around your habits, you know, the things that just keep you at your best. So I'd say that's the the third area I notice is challenging as a service-based business owner is that you are your business's biggest asset. And whilst that is lovely, it definitely presents some challenges, particularly in terms of your time, your energy, your health, how you're feeling, how you can show up, all of the things that that includes. I know I mentioned earlier, I maybe had a fourth one, but I've been recording for like 40 minutes. I feel like this is probably rambly enough. If you're still listening at this point, I'm impressed. I hope this has been somewhat interesting. My intention with this episode is that first of all, it's just made you go, even if it's once, oh my gosh, me too. Even if you don't like fully relate to all of the things that I shared, I have so hope there's been a moment within this episode where you've gone, I feel that as well. Okay, cool. Feel a little bit better. It's not just me. And the other thing I'd hope is that there's maybe something you've taken from this episode that might be able to help you moving forwards. As the title of this podcast suggests, it's called Starting the Conversation because I just want these episodes to be the start of the conversation and I want you as the listener to continue it. So I really want to hear your thoughts on this. I know this is such a personal topic and yeah, you might have related to some of what I've shared today, but I'm sure you've got your own list of what's challenging about running a service-based business. So share it with me. You can put me an email. I'm at hello at alicebenham.co.uk. You can message me on, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, just search Alice Benham. Hopefully I'll come up. And I wanna hear your thoughts. How do you relate to these challenges that I've shared? What would you add to the list? And would you share any tips for me with the ones that I've talked about in this episode? I'm not perfect in 
Anyway, these are challenges that I'm still continually facing. So I'm all ears if there's anything you think that could support me. But that's it for another episode. I hope you have found this an interesting listen. Hope you have a brilliant rest of your day, of your week, whatever you're up to. I'll be back in your ears next Tuesday with a really exciting guest conversation. So wherever you're listening to this, make sure that you follow or subscribe so that you get that episode delivered right to your phone once it drops. Drops. Who do I think I am? Once the episode drops, that sounds fancy, doesn't it? But until now and then, I'm cheering you on. Keep doing you. I'm sure you're doing a brilliant job. Bye.